gives us nothing but take from them everything. And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know this beautiful gentleman over on the other side of the world milking a headache is... I am the rum guy. Yes. And I am drinking hair of the dog to get rid of the headache. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Hex Wyndham. Hey, what's hey. up? Uh, thank you for finally uh, being able to get on the show, man. It, it's it's. I, I've been wanting to get you on here for quite some time. Oh, sure. Well, I stay busy. You are. You, busy. you are a busy dude. You do so much Cause, shit. Because we just found out so much more information about you. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Which explains the busyness. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Um, you're, no, all right. So Hex is a musician from down here. He, he uh, does all kind of great stuff. Uh, you do have a new band, correct? Yeah. Yeah. New band called Highway Robbery. It's... Um, it's me and uh, Don from my previous band, uh, Scarecrow Sonic Boombox. And then uh, we've got Brad uh, from Death Ed. So he sings and plays guitar as well as me. We both do lead vocals and swap off and play guitar. And we've got Eric from uh, Interior Decorating on bass. Wow. So it's, uh, it's kind of a, a super group of uh, criminally underappreciated bands. I, I was going to say that, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a bunch of really good bands, man. <laughs> I didn't realize all those guys were in the band with you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we've all been friends for for a while. You know, for years really at this point, we've um, you know we've played a lot of shows together with with our previous bands uh, and hung out and whatnot. And um, you know, I was just trying to put together um, some some guys that I trusted and I knew I liked their musical taste. And um, just one by one, we put it together until we managed to all get in the same place. And then. Right. Um, after that, it was pretty quick to to our first gig. I think we only practiced in a handful of times, and we were ready. That's fucking cool. now. Now, what what in 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 your words and your description of the music you're putting out now is it? What would you call it? Would you just call it straight rock? Would you call it something yeah, else? I mean, because it seems to be a bit more than just straight rock to me. Sure, sure. It, when people ask, you know, my first answer is rock and roll because it's really just the the most straightforward answer you know you you could uh, you could give it all kind of hyphenated descriptors you, you could say like you know punk blues uh you know cajun roots music americana you know, sometimes we say you know, the only other thing besides rock and roll is sometimes i'll say punk americana you know um okay but you know our music has a lot of um, a lot of american roots music influences but obviously it's clearly influenced by punk rock you know classic punk early hardcore punk 70s punk and um really though it's just rock and roll you know it's all rock and roll to me that's cool man that's cool i dig it yeah man like uh i really i was i was kind of you know upset when your band broke up well i mean it these things happen you know we had a good run you know we put out a good record we had some good tours and road gigs um, but you know, it was a bass player's fault, wasn't it? Probably. 
Uh, I mean, we're, we're still friends. He moved. He moved to uh, Atlanta. You know. God um, damn the bass player. See, you knew it. You knew it. You heard that pause. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, we're still really good friends, though. And in fact, he, um, I guess he's kind of like my custom luthier, though. Like he makes guitars and uh, gives them to me. No shit. So one of the guitars that I'm playing in Highway Robbery is actually a, a manditar. It's a, it's a hybrid mandolin guitar that he invented um, oh that's very cool yeah so what he's an engineer by trade so uh okay. what he's done is he has uh, 3d printed bridges and nuts for the guitars that uh allows for a, a custom setup string setup that's fine so i have had string... 3d printed nuts too oh yeah <laughs> wrong nuts oh, dude I... oh yeah, you took it. You took it in a different direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, the the treble strings are set up like a mandolin, and the the bass strings are set up like a guitar. And um, that's badass. I got an old um, Japanese guitar uh, from the '60s that my um, my brother gave it to me, and he got it from his father-in-law actually. So it's just an old Japanese guitar from the '60s. And um, Kyle, that's the uh, former bass player from Scarecrow Sonic Boombox, he has um customized it and um you know basically have a unique instrument that um nobody else has that's really cool that is awesome dude it's good to have friends yeah really really so yeah the the breakup of the band you know sad obviously for a great band that i was in to have broken up but you know good things have come from it and you know move forward it's all good yeah yeah you know i can only expect really good things from this new band and you know i'm i'm excited to actually see you guys i haven't had a chance to i mean you got like i said you got your what you did you did one gig so far right uh let's see four or five at this point because really we did, um yeah so our first gig we played at portside with uh quay lords and blood reef our, our second gig ever though blow your mind second gig ever we played at tipitina's so nice like, uh, nice that was the um the thursday show benefit right? for benefit for uh, bunny matthews oh there you go yeah 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 Yeah, local artist bunny matthews local legend um yeah he's uh you know he's doing cancer treatment right now and he's doing well you know but um can't really work so much because of you know the chemo and radiation whatnot. right uh but um we cancer played sucks. a concert with a bunch of other local bands and raised some money for them and um our most recent gig though we played at santos opened up for the queers yeah that that's pretty- <laughs> that's the one i remember yeah and um yeah so we played i think four four or five gigs i have to think about it yeah very cool very very cool yeah, yeah that's what's good about uh, good about bands at least really good bands they always want to if they get a chance they can they like to jump in and try to help you know, with things when it comes to benefits and stuff like that. It's uh, the music community. I, I know down there is really into like, you know, helping and stuff like that. And and where I was originally was the same way. And back in Savannah, Georgia, it was it was good. So it, it's always good to, if you can take your talent and and do it for a good cause. But at the same time, you know, that's awesome. Oh sure. Well, I grew up looking at um Vic and Natalie cartoons, so you know, I was happy to uh, give a little back to Bunny. Right, yeah, to help him out. More than that. Yeah. Well, how uh, uh, apparently uh, two 2019's been a jumbo, you know, startup year for you guys. I mean, what's what's 2020 looking for? Uh, well, let's see. 
today's Monday, right? No. All right, so we, <laughs> we actually just two nights ago recorded our first uh, demos um, with our friend Michael from US Nero um, and Dry Birth Records. So uh, nice. we, we went and recorded a few songs with him. Um, hopefully we'll get that mixed and put out in, in the very near future. And uh, we got a gig set up january 10th at twist of lime in metairie this will be our cool. first our first metro gig yeah um, always always a fun spot yeah yeah i like i like that place and we're playing with uh uh dang bra y which kind of yes. like local legends you know from the 90s uh funk yeah. punk my buddy's uh, my buddy howard love man yeah of course yeah we've been, uh, i've been so uh, they're, they're on the bill with us and uh the grooks uh, nice. Another local band. We actually played with them at that queer show at Santos. Oh, really? Okay. I've been uh, fans of those guys for a while. You know, they used to be in uh, "We're Only in It for the Honey." Yes. Uh, years back, kind of like a local version of Guns N' Roses slash The Stooges. Uh, other <laughs> underappreciated. Yeah. Local band. yeah. When when uh when we were when my band was called uh, Apartment Two Thirteen, sure. we played with all. <laughs> We're only in it for the honey at, um, oh God, where what checkpoints? We play sure. with them at checkpoints, yeah. That was yeah. fucking forever ago, though, dude. That was like, oh God, I don't even know, two thousand something. Yeah, I was gonna say pre Katrina. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a good band. So yeah, um, I you know I sought those bands out and um, you know tried to put together a good show because uh you know I want to I want to play with bands that I want to see. You know, right. Well, that makes sense. I bet that I, does. I got to stay interested in it for myself, uh, in addition for the audience. Yeah, the guys, um, guys from Dang Bra Y have played a few times in Metairie. I got them to like for the first time they've ever played in Metairie. They played at, at Babylon with for me, and uh, Howard was like, "Yeah, I'll come play, man. Anything for you, dude." You know, so I was like, "That's awesome. That dude's so cool. fucking cool. I've been knowing him for years, man, since the Abstract days." Mm. And uh, yeah, we used to hang out back then. So, uh, okay. you know, old old well, guy I, here, you know. Well, I, I know Wayne's take on on what it is, but I want to ask you. You're 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 you know you 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 were in a, a great band. You've got this new band rolling, and you've been in uh, presumably in the music scene for quite a while. Sure. Yeah, so, how do up. you see the scene there in the New Orleans area? Is it changing for the better? Is it plateaued? What's going on down there? Because for a while there, it seemed like it had fallen back especially when the uh the uh the times of uh oh what the hell was that fucking place we used to go to wayne uh fat city when oh, fat city ba- yeah. caved in the yeah. bar the bar and shit yeah well I yeah mean, there's there really is no more fat city i mean no, you can done. go to fat city but there's no there's no bars you know you can't go see live music there there's uh, that sucks the right? restaurant you know you can go eat lunch in fat city <laughs> right but, you can uh, you can go to the place that was called the bar where i bled on the floor and had stickers all over and watch people vomit everywhere and eat a hot dog or or no now it's tacos you can sure. have tacos there now it used to be called the the, the ski lodge or something wasn't yeah it? it was the ski it was the ski lodge before and it looked like an old school ski lodge with like a big fucking uh what was it a uh God damn it! A fireplace in the middle of that son of a bitch. Oh, I got you. I got yeah. you. But what do you what do you think, man? Is it is it looking well, good? It, in terms of like social progress, I mean, it's probably a much safer place to live, Fat City. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, there used to be Zeppelins and Cypress Hall and multiple uh, venues. 
in yeah. Fat City, and now they just aren't, you know. But uh, what about other places in here? Well, you know, the the New Orleans music scene as a whole, you know, it's always it's always shifting. Um, you know, especially the underground punk scene or garage rock scene, metal scene, whatever. Sure. Uh, part of that is because a lot of it is made up of people who aren't from here. You know, they come here and they hang out for a few years and they move away. Um, I think that's a little bit different from when I was a teenager and you know, when I started, because at that time it, it really seemed like most of the people in the New Orleans punk and metal scene were New Orleanians or, you know, they were from you know, somewhere in the greater New Orleans area, you know, Destrehan sure. or, you know, Laplace or whatever, um, right. you know, from Kenner, from some of them from Uptown, from Gentilly, whatever. Um, so I do think that's changed, but that's just part of uh, post-Katrina in New Orleans. Um, all that being said, though, you know, there's plenty of good bands, there's plenty of good venues right now, and, um, you know, there's there's no shortage of bands that I want to see or uh, venues that I want to play at. You know, so, is there is there a different type of music? I want I don't know how to word it. Is there a different type of music? Not so much fan. I don't want to use that word. Um, a music demographic when you're going to the clubs now, when you're when you're playing a show down there, is is it different than what you remember it? I mean, you've got a lot of new, you know, uh, the the younger the younger faces, the younger ears are moving into the scene. I mean, is there something? something going on different that's bringing them out or is it uh something that uh, you see in them that you saw when you were their age well actually so one thing is uh there's definitely fewer all ages venues i would say okay. there are situations where you could go see a, a free outdoor generate generator show at the skate park or even somewhere else so that exists but there are definitely fewer all ages uh, brick and mortar venues where you can gotcha. go and play to show. So I do think there's fewer teenagers going to shows by it's far. More, it's more college kids or it's college kids or people who are college age or older, you know, um, by far. So that's one thing. Um, and you know what be my honest opinion behind that is I believe that that actually hurts our scene. Sure. Because without those, you know, teenage kids that were, you know, like when, when I was coming up and we would go to the absolute, I was fucking 14 years old and my mom was dropping me off on magazine street in the fucking middle of the ghetto to go see Soylent Green or one of these bands that were just starting out. You know what I mean? Like, and it was an all ages venue, but it was, you know, it was in a shithole and but it was still it our it, it, it grew our scene those people grew out of that and we became other you know bands and started doing more different things and i still see people today that like like howard you know that has been in the scene for 20 plus years you know that's shit like oh, yeah. that you know shit i'm like a, that. i'm still friends with people that i met back then when i was you know 16 17 years old you know yeah. um you know, billy baxley from um well, he's in a hanging, he's in, you know, yeah. the bills, he's in all those bands. So he's in everything. <laughs> yeah. I met him back when I was 16 and, uh, you know, we're still friends today or, um, Izzy Grizzoli from high and from dummy dumpster, you know, nice. I met him around the same time too. And, you know, we're all still playing, you know, decades, literally decades later. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the people who were involved in the scene back then really, really felt it, you know, they, uh, yeah. they took it to heart and, uh, they're still at it. Yeah, so it, it, and, and a weird flip though on, on like the sh on on the on the dark side of this conversation when we're talking about less teenage faces out in the crowds because of the venues 
in a way, as long as they're hearing the music or able, doesn't that create more of a, I don't know, isn't it a, I kind of visualize more of a, they still want to see the show even though they can't get into it. Right. It creates kind of a craving for it though, doesn't it? That that you could actually, if there was a way of pumping the music to them to be able to like, hey, we got an album out. I mean, they're, they're, they've got the pockets full of cash. They're out there buying the merch. They're out there. You know, I was, right. you know, when I, when I was your age, I was, I was fucking trying to get into every fucking show I could possibly Same. think of. Same. I mean, any dirty way I could do it. You know, I'm like, get in me, get in the back door. It was like, oh, you I can't mean, get in here, dude. It's like, here's a 50. Get me the fuck in. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, just so I could say I dude, was at that show. Yeah. You know? I remember, I remember when, um, when, uh, Gigi Allen played here. Okay. He played here in, uh, oh God, I don't even remember the years, but I was only like 16 years old, 17 years old when he played here. And, um, like seventy three, I think wasn't. It? Well, fuck off! It wasn't that long ago, you fucking asshole. I was born in seventy five, you dick. <laughs> yeah, I was negative two. Uh, <laughs> but no, man, like like he was playing at at RC's Bridge Lounge, which of course no longer exists. No exists, right? But um, I remember because I had one of my older friends. Uh, he was going to come pick me up and we were going to go to this show. Thank God I didn't go to the show because I really wasn't thinking that he was going to shit and throw it on people. Uh, but, um, God, music, right, right. Right. But I mean, I wanted, I wanted to go see it because it was like a legendary thing. You're going to go see Gigi Allen play. I was fucking 16 years old, dude. He was going to get me in with a, you know, fake ID or whatever. He knew the door guy. So, you know, I was like going to get in and go see the show. I wasn't going to drink. I was going to watch the music and get, pay for merchandise you know what i'm saying days door guys were gods they could get you in (laughs) right right now it's just like you want in no you can't go nowhere get away it's not socially acceptable just in general like um it was easier for underage kids to get into bars in new orleans um i mean i i I can't say i ever really had a problem but also i was going to places that uh wouldn't have cared anyway you know going to dixie tavern and whatnot when i was 16 oh Um, the dixie man they weren't gonna you know they weren't gonna card me per se um uh now though you pick even one of those places on uh saint claude you know i don't think you're gonna be able to get in if you're 15 you're right Uh, you're right And and like you're saying like the dixie tavern man uh my band played there a bunch of times and 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 dude I, it's gonna sound gross, but how do I miss those just like disgusting couches and and that that building, man? I saw so many good shows at that sure. fucking building. The first time I saw Dillinger Escape Plan was in that building, mm. and I'm going, you know, it's, just, it's crazy, man. I met some of the best people in that building. The first time I ever met, sure. you know, uh, Sean Mooney and and Missy Mooney. The first time I ever met any of those people were at still kicked on decades later too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and you just that was the first time I ever met those people were in Dixie Tavern watching bands that I was in. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was super cool. And I saw some ugly stuff happen there. You know, no need to wear rose colored glasses about it. You know, of course, some some bad stuff. I saw people. I saw like skinhead riots go down there. Yeah, I saw people you know just smash stuff up and. You know, there's definitely some people involved in that scene that, you know, weren't great people. But Glass stabbings. Upside, and yeah. It was also freedom. You know, you could do whatever you wanted, and that, that was definitely liberating. And right. Also, yeah, that's what, it, that's like what said, it's a lot, about, though. A lot though. of good people with good hearts, too. You know? Yeah, yeah and, 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 you know, it, it was, you're right. It was a shitty place, 
where it was very dangerous if you didn't watch your own ass or you had people watching it for you. You know what I'm saying? It was not a. It was not an. I'm, it wasn't like going to the House of Blues. I mean, but doesn't that build a little bit of? I, I think that those those moments when you when you're there, when you're you're in the mix. Maybe you're not totally in the mix, but you're there. I think that helps build not only a uh, a memory, but I think it starts those little moments start to define you as you're getting older, especially if you you you're in the scene or want to be in the scene. I think those yeah. are those things you can go. Yeah, man, I saw this. I know what I I feel it. I can I can I can say I was there. Kind of gives you it, street it, cred, right? Yeah, it kind yeah. it kind of does in a way, doesn't it? Sure. Character building. Yeah, a lot of character building out of that. You know, maybe maybe yeah. that's what some some people are missing nowadays. I don't think I think I I, I kind of weep for the the generations ahead when they're going to be like, you know, we, we all have to just hold hands and kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. it's getting there. Let's, um, let's, let's it's kumbaya metal, kumbaya <laughs> punk. I uh, I remember the first show that we played at Dixie. Um, uh, it was like one of the first times I've ever been to Dixie. And Bobby Bergeron, who runs uh, par- <laughs> who, who runs Paranoids, uh, he's the guy who booked it for us. And I was like, all right, cool. So we showed up there, and, and I'm going, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this place? And uh. And then um, some some dude just randomly walked up to me. Hey man, you want to buy some crack? I was like, <laughs> No, I'm good. <laughs> you can go now. <laughs> All right, bro. But if you need something, you know somebody. I got it. Okay. That's that's great. See, it's good to have friends. You know. And I remember like yeah. stories that people would tell us about. Like, uh, I remember a good old Broadway Joe who used to walk in. It was just an oh, old, of course. elderly black man who used to come in in the bar all the time, and there was. The, a story of legend where he comes in with a hatchet and he puts the hatchet on the bar and said that he was looking for somebody. Yikes. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was a wild, it was a wild place, man. It was a wild time, but it was really fun. And, um, you know, I really miss it. You know, I miss those days of being able to play at such a venue and have just these wild experiences, you know, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it was a little little seedy and a little crazy and a little wild, but you know, whatever. It was it was well, speaking fun. of seedy, crazy and wild hex, tell us about some of these new demos you got coming out. Yeah, man, what's <laughs> going on? God. All right. Well, um so Brad and I are both uh singers in this band and you know, we do some harmony vocals, but you know, there's some songs where I do the lead on, some songs where he does the lead on and basically those are songs that I'm bringing to the table or that he's bringing to the table. And that's basically the way it's worked so far. Um, we're just getting to the point now where as a band we can, we can jam and like build up songs from scratch, but cool. you know, both he and I are, are songwriters and you know, Eric is also a songwriter as well. You know, he sang and played guitar in um, interior decorating and uh, you know, he's playing bass and doing a little backup vocals for us now. But uh, so the other night we recorded three songs, basically two with me on the lead, one with him on the lead. Um, you know, what I'd been doing for basically the year before Highway Robbery started was uh, I was playing solo shows mostly. Uh, and I was doing basically like uh, punked up versions of traditional Cajun songs. You know, so that's kind of what I've been working oh, on. Oh, it's kind of cool. And uh, then I started writing um, original songs in French. So some of the songs that, that I'm leading on in Highway Robbery are are in French. Um, 
to, I guess you'd call him like Punk Kajian or something like that, you know, for the lack of a better term. And, um, but, uh, you know, I'm playing the mandatar, I'm playing slide guitar. So it's definitely like, you know, wow. But also like blues and Cajun influence, just real hyped up. You know, rock and roll drums. Well, I think I think you're, you're taking if if you're calling that punk, man, you're you're taking punk to a completely different level. Well, I don't know. You know, it, going all the way back to the early '80s, you know, there was cow punk and well, uh, you know, band, the Dills and Rank and File and well, locally yeah. Dash Rip Rock. Even um, we we had to hang out with um, you know Bill from Dash Rip Rock the other day because he. Um, he, uh, his uh, his new band also played at Tipitina's Benefit Bunny Matthews, so you know we got to share a stage with him. Um, but yeah, I, one of my favorite bands is Gun Club, and um, you know they were a band from late '70s, early '80s LA, and they were playing basically punk blues. They're basically the first punk blues band. So what we're doing is not really that far away from what they did. Uh, we're just you know, doing more, um, you know, Southeast Louisiana flavor to it. Well, I think I think that's cool, man. You're you're keeping you're 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 keeping a uh, you're you're giving you're giving what you're doing kind of a a a hometown spin oh, to it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I'd say we've also got maybe a little bit of New Orleans funk going. You know, we've got some um, meters and Dr. John influence, probably also nice. filtered through you know the Stooges and uh, maybe the birthday party and some kind of bleak. Uh, proto-punk and post-punk bands really yeah, nice we got all kind of stuff going but you know the the long and short of it is it's all rock and roll that's 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 so cool man and and to and when you said uh, going back to what you said when you started and saying you've reached the point the band where you're able to sit down and jam that's a great place to be you know after everybody really starts to get you know they're they're gelling pretty well everybody's getting comfortable with with everything yeah and you can actually just sit down and just start writing that's that that's a good place to be, especially coming into part. a brand new year with the uh, you know the year's basically your oyster at this point, so you can pretty much go where you want to with it. Yeah, well, we started the whole band pretty quickly, and it was just like let's let's do these songs and just learn them, bang them out, and play. Uh, I think our first set we played, we might have done eight songs. You know, our first show ever. I think we only did eight songs. That's pretty what's good. The, what, what's the average length of your song? Just curious. I'm just throwing this out as a weird question. In terms of, like, time? Time-wise, time? yeah. Uh, you know, three minutes-ish. Some of them three, might oh, be, like, okay. we're longer than that. Yeah, uh, I, you know, you're not, so you're not throwing out any, any like, Inagata DeVitas or... <laughs> epic, yeah. epic ballads? No, thus, thus far, they're all pretty, uh, you know, short and punchy. Oh, there you go. That's always good, too. Again, another name I used to dance under. Short and punchy? Short and punchy. Or short and pudgy. Oh, oh, maybe that was it. That was the one? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I I remember that one. (laughs) And coming to the stage is Mr. Short and Pudgy. Pudgy. (laughs) So, man, I know you got this this show coming up at Twist. Why don't you tell everybody a little more about it and and, and promote it so you can uh, definitely get some more people out there. Sure. Well, uh, it's Friday, January 10th at uh, Twist of Lime in Metairie, the, the little pocket of uh, rock and roll bars in Metairie. You know, there's two of them. Uh, <laughs> Just two. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's us, Highway Robbery, and uh, Dang Bra Y. 
uh, you know, New Orleans classic punk funk band uh, from the 90s, reborn in the 21st century. And then uh, the Grooks, who, you know, we played with, I guess that was just a couple of weeks ago, really. Um, but I'd seen them before that. And now they got, uh, since last time I had seen them, um, they picked up a new bass player. Yeah. It's, it's that dude. That dude, uh, Jorge, who was in The Void, uh, who is just a bitchin' bass player. Jorge, so good. Jorge is the man, dude. I've been knowing yeah. that dude for like 30 years. Uh, we, we used to call him Shorts George because the man never wears long pants. <laughs> um, but he is an incredible musician and a yeah. really, really good dude. Like I've been, like I said, I, I'm, I'm happy I was able to call that dude my friend for so long because he's such an awesome guy. And he's a great, oh, yeah. and he's a great musician. He's definitely a sweetheart. And, um, uh, yeah, I'd seen him play before. Um, and, uh, he definitely adds a, a cool dimension to, uh, to the groups. Uh, just really great bass playing. Like he's, it's almost like lead bass. Um, That's awesome. And then, uh, they're a power trio. So definitely it comes through a lot. But yeah. That's good. Uh, That's good. They're, they're a super solid band now. Um, but yeah, um, We've only done a handful of shows so far, and um, be banging out a few new songs. Well, that's something to keep it definitely an ear and an eye out for. Yes. So, guys, Very like, cool. go go see this show. I, I promise you guys won't be uh, disappointed. Like, uh, I, I know all these bands, and I know Hex and his musical talents, and and the other guys as well, and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, I'm, I only wish I could be down great. there to go to the show. I wish you could go sounds... to some shows too, you fuck. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm up here in in Carolina world. You know, it's 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 a completely different scene up here. But I mean, it it would so fit perfectly because this scene up here is just craving music. I mean, anything goes up here. It's very very cool. So yeah, you know, I, I like to think that. Uh... Another reason I say rock and roll is I, I do think that highway robbery could, uh, you know, I think we could appeal to anybody because you know, we got this uh, this folk music, this roots music thing going on. We're yeah. also just, you know, super upbeat and we can be as loud as we want to be. Um, I think that uh, people get people get into it. You know, I'd be happy to take the show on the road, go up to the Carolinas. Um, well, when the time's ready, let me know, bro, because we got some places up here I think you'd be great for. Yeah, when uh, Scarecrow Sonic Boombox, we went up to, I guess it was Asheville, huh? This place, okay. uh, this place, the cave, supposedly. Oh yeah. Had been, had been uh, one of the longest rock, operating rock bars, I think, at least since the '60s. That was a cool place. That was a cool place. Uh, there's uh, quite. A, I'm close to Wilmington, North Carolina, so it's a big college town. A lot of cool venues. Uh, I mean, is venues opening constantly up here? I mean, if as as fast as breweries are popping up, there's new music venues popping up. So it's very very cool. I think we got. Um, and you drive down Chapatulos these days, you just you can't even count the uh, breweries on one hand. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> man. It's crazy. Like uh, they just keep popping up. I think it's great. I love it. I'm not much of a drinker. But yeah, that's I why his name's the rum guy. Because <laughs> he doesn't drink much. <laughs> Just in uh, moderation. That's like calling, you know, somebody the breathing person because they don't breathe that much. 
I don't like to breathe much. I don't okay. breathe much. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Fucking idiot. So, dude, holidays. What do you? What do you? How you ending ending the year with the holidays coming up? Oh, you know, most personally on a personally thing, you know. Yeah, most of my family is here in New Orleans in the Greater New Orleans area, so you know, we're all gonna get together. That's uh, cool. We're gonna have some people over to my house tomorrow. You know, like uh, one side of the family, and then we're gonna go over to uh, another side of the family over in West End. Um, nice Christmas Day. And, That'll be uh, cool. And just gonna hang out. No, you got any weird uncles? Nothing like that. Uh, I mean, define weird. You know, I, I got a lot of uncles actually, but uh, okay, you know, they're all near and dear to my heart. And well, there you go. Weirdos, but that's okay, good. that's okay. I mean, I don't know what you see about it. Probably a little bit quirky for sure. Well, sure. You say you don't have the that one that wants to cuddle all the time. What's that? I said, so, I said, so you don't have that one that's like, hey man, why don't you come <laughs> cuddle with your uncle? <laughs> no, I don't have any cuddle uncles. No. That's good. Yeah, that's that's cool. good. That's gonna be the name of this. I explained them in the cuddle, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be the uh, the aborted side project. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was like, that could be a really good fucking uh, the band this title. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. You need we all cuddle, shit. Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's gonna be right. that's gonna dependable, trustworthy uncles. I'm, I'm... Very, very nice, very nice, because you know they're listening. I'm uh I'm going to uh I'm gonna call that my that's gonna be right my rap name my SoundCloud rap career I'm gonna be Cuddle Uncle <sighs> or Uncle Cuddle Uncle Cuddle something like thank you thank you I appreciate that you know I, I I'm I'm planning on uh, releasing in a record and 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 uh, just March. like we were gonna release the other album with uh, what uh, clubbing seals yeah pretty much pretty much uh, yeah my uh, old my old fake band um, Seal Slaughter. You know, going 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 clubbing was the name of the record, <laughs> but you know, uh, it you never came out. What terracotta and fox? Terracotta. Oh yeah, terracotta. Album named Crackpot. Yeah, that's that right. Awesome. That's right. And then yeah. fox urine. Fox urine. That just says it all right there. <laughs> um. Well, hex. I know you got to run, man. Uh. I, like I said, dude. I appreciate you coming on the show. We got to do this again. Um. Uh, any anything else you want to plug, man? Send these people out so you can get some. Uh, go Come check out your stuff. Coms. Yeah, yeah. Give them some. Give them some URLs, oh, man. man. We all right. So, social media wise, the only thing we got so far is a Facebook page. We need a. I don't know, man. We got to hire a manager to do some social media magic, whatever. But, uh, well, I think once we get this uh, first recording app, we'll be ready to to throw it all out there. Stuff. Yeah, get people listen to it but yeah uh people just keep your your eyes and ears open i'd rather just have people come out to a show i I think you're right i think that's the way to do it so if you're listening get out there go to the show uh twist the lime show man don't don't forget twist the lime and uh, make sure you keep checking them out throughout the year to 2020 coming up, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, check our page too, because uh, and hex whenever you get a flyer or something for that show, let me know, and I'll put it on our uh, our um, Facebook page too. Give you all some some extra promotion. Cool, yeah, yeah, dude, definitely, yeah, yeah, sure. Very cool. But uh, again, man, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, hook up soon. Yeah, man, I appreciate your time. Hey, no problem, brother. Hey, Have man. a good one. Have a great one, man. Have, Have a good one. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas to you. Bye bye.
So yeah, man, that was Hex Wyndham. You know, uh, go check out his band. Uh, in, uh, what was it, January 10th, I believe it was? I can't remember the okay. name. Uh, I'll have to look again. I'm, I'm terrible at listening. The names. And <laughs> dates and all that stuff. Colors. But you guys know that already. You guys know that already. Um, Hex Ladder is, control. Hex is a great dude. Like I said, I've I've uh, I've known him throughout, through in and out the scene for quite some time. Uh, I booked his old band a few times and uh, really liked the dude. I'm glad to see that he's uh, got a new project out and, and, and that they're going to be pushing out some shows. So I'm excited about it. Um, so go check out his show with uh, another um, a big, you know, like New Orleans legend band, uh, Dang Bra Y, which they, those guys were so awesome in the 90s. And they're still full tilt now. You know, I mean, they're they're not they're not. They're older. They're not slowing down. Nah, they're older, but they still fucking go crazy. So it's cool. That's it's awesome. good. It's good to see those That's guys awesome. and the Grooks. Grooks is awesome too. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's our show for the day, I believe. Um, this is the probably the last show before uh, Christmas, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's not going to air till later. So you guys are going to be like, "This is weird timing." Yeah, it is weird timing, but whatever. You guys Thank know you. we are we are guys who talk in the future and past. We are, we are always about the future. Always um, about the, yeah, we're I, talking I, in the future, but topics it, from the past. Yes, exactly. I do have a, a quick thing I wanted to say before we get off here. I did get to go see the new Star Wars movie. Oh, you did? Okay, and, how was it? And honestly, I enjoyed it. Nice. Um, J.J. Abrams did fix a lot of the issues that people and I had with the last movie. Um, of course, he couldn't fix all of them because, you know, that's it not sucked. that was not his job to go back and fix everything. You know what I mean? But he did. He did it well. Uh, he did a lot of work, and uh, the movie was very enjoyable, and it was fun. So, cool. and it was sad to see it end because you knew that was the last one of that story. But um, if they decide to continue something, you know, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. I like where it stopped. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, okay. I like where it ended and how it left kind of a, if we want to do something else, we still have the opportunity. You know what well, I mean? I, I, I'm, I think, you know, they're doing all these movies, Star Wars wise, when it comes to like, they did Solo, you know, Han Solo movie, they're doing the... You know all these other movies. I think they just need to do the Jar Jar movie. And on that note, I will never speak to Rum again because um, Jar Jar is terrible. Jar Jar's the best. <laughs> I think this should be Jar Jar versus the Ewoks. Jar Jar the Ewoks. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Who is the worst Star Wars character uh, of all time? Well, the Ewoks made Star Wars. It well, you know Ewoks, what? We but... we actually have a new worst character of all time. Ooh. The Porg. The the the, the porter. Porg. Does he take your luggage? P O R G. The Porgs. Oh. The little fucking like uh fuzzy bird thing on the island that Chewie eats. Oh. oh, okay. Well, yeah, well they're food. They're they're fodder. No, I know, but like it was like a huge thing. Like people were going absolutely crazy over the porgs, and I'm going, that's it's the fucking Ewoks all over again. And then Ewoks are awesome. Ewoks are fucking terrible. They are the best characters ever. No joke. If it wasn't for Ewoks, Star Wars would have ended back in 1987. 
Wrong. So right. And if you really want to celebrate this Hollywood season. Because it season, did. You will watch the Ewok Christmas thing. No, there was no Ewok Christmas thing. Yes, it was. The cartoon, Ewok Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. The cartoons, the cartoons. You know, if you want a really good Christmas, look up the Star Wars Christmas special. Or just return to Endor. Yeah, that's that's pretty good too. <laughs> I actually I actually own those on DVD, by the way. Like the the Ewok Adventure and um and what uh, I think is is it Return to Endor is the name of the other one. Yeah, it's Return to Endor. There's two of them. I know there's two. Return to Endor again. One more time for everybody. <laughs> We're so good the first time we had to do it again. They actually return it. You know the spoiler. They return to Endor in the movie. Oh, returned. Once again. So that's three times. We keep coming back. It's a timeshare on Endor. But is, it, but is Endor Endor? No, it's all outdoor. Why is it named Endor? That's so fucked no. up. <laughs> it's in the, Endor there outdoor carpet. There ain't no indoors in that motherfucker. It's all out. It's all trees. It, it's, it's all trees. It's grass with pictures of Ewok on it's, it. It's Endor outdoor carpet. It's trees and fuzzy bears. I don't understand. And they don't tell jokes. <laughs> no, but that dance great. It's they so, break dancing shit. It's so terrible. So bad, awesome. so bad. Uh, I th- I, you know, they're, they're good, man. They're, they're making uh, fun of Teddy Ruxpin in the day. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> oh God! So there we have it. What a, what a way to end an amazing musical interview with Ewoks. What Ewoks, man? Ewoks. Anyway, I guess we'll talk to you guys later. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I was your host, Wayne. And I (laughs) was the rum guy. Yes, he was. I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And remember, remember to remember to to keep back, keep back, keep back. Oh, yeah. Adieu, adieu, parting with such sweet sounds. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>